you with good internet. It's the Harvest the Colin Atrophy, and I'm very happy to welcome you to episode number 37 and a half of Life Harvester Radio. Uh. Well, that's staying. Um, I am uh, recording a half episode because I have worked too much this month to make a full episode. I'm not good at working a lot and doing anything else. So that's uh, monopolized my life. It has been a enormous presence, colossal presence in my life, working. So much so that I can't even fucking talk. Anyway, long story short, this is um, about 20 minutes of conversation I had to cut out of last month's episode with Christina Fox, um, the queen of Pittsburgh punk. And um, if you want to know more about her, listen to last month's. But if you want to just hear some funny stories, here they are. It starts with Iggy Pop. It ends with Henry Rollins. And she tells me about um, all these different famous punks that she met. And um, it's all really funny. And uh, what else? Oh, next month I will have an episode coming up. I did the recording earlier in the week with Natalia Sims from Taz, Terrorist, Twisted Thing, Penis Boys. Uh, fantastic interview. I just didn't have time to do all the editing and stuff before February was running out. Even though it's a leap year, uh, what are you going to fucking do? It's not a big deal. No one cares. Um, and that's it. There's no outro, so uh, no cops, no creeps. Peace in the pizzeria. I'm fucking out. Oh, I guess that wasn't long enough. Well, now I'm out. there's certain people that you should have or are going to meet in your yeah, life that are like I feel that way about Bad Bunny about Iggy Pop I don't know how the hell well, I haven't met Iggy Pop yet like, that's how shocking been... yeah you know what I mean My, you want to hear an Iggy Pop story yeah. my friend Sal was on a plane to Costa Rica and um, saw Iggy Pop um, and he had and he, he was wearing a sport jacket with no shirt yes <laughs> and he had only one shoe on and he was flying with a like twelve or thirteen year old who was like clearly like, a, you know, nephew or something. Yeah. Not, not his kid, obviously. He doesn't have kids. Right. And um, and then when the plane boarded, Iggy Pop got on first class, and the kid that he was with traveled coach. Fuck! Whoa! <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah, that's like. See you later, kid. Yeah. Like, we're, not gonna, we're not going to spring for the... Yeah, maybe you should have been in the studios if you had wanted yeah. to... Uh, <laughs> sorry, were you on the um, train spotting soundtrack? Because that's how come I can afford first class, so... He's given that kid just the taste of the... He's like, you can't come up with too much handed to you. You're going to have to suffer it out and coach back there. <laughs> yeah. You have to get pissed enough to, um, to make such a record that you can then move on up. But yeah, it is shocking that you've never met Iggy Pop. Right, like there, it's such a small, weird world. Yeah, and we all there's certain people that I feel like. Yeah, I've never met Marky Ramon. I can't believe it. I met Marky Ramon. <laughs> I was Marky Ramon cried on my shoulder. No, tell yes. me what happened. You know, Marky is my favorite Ramon. No, and it's not a joke. Really? Everyone thinks it's a joke. No, Marky's your Ramon. Marky is my favorite Ramon. <laughs> yes. I I like. Didi is cooler. Right. Johnny is sweeter. Or no, not Johnny is sweeter. Joey is sweeter. Johnny's the worst one, obviously. Johnny's the worst one, obviously. Tommy, who cares? Yeah. Uh, 
What's the one that no one... CJ? Well, CJ, no, no, obviously no one cares about CJ. Richie? Richie. Yeah, who cares? Give... Hey, you Richie. Know, CJ, CJ I really could care less about, but my yeah. first ever show was the Ramones final tour yes. um, for a bar mitzvah, and CJ was in the Ramones then, so I have like a small sweet spot for him. But, right, um, right. Marky is so sweet-seeming and just like generally kind of kind and dumb in this way that I, it really appeals to me. He is such a blessed presence on this earth. I... Feel like that too, considering this bizarre. Yeah, tell me. Thing. Well, it was. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was such a bullshit show, and I went to every bullshit show. I didn't care how bad it was. Sure. Yeah. You I know how many times I saw Marky and the Intruders? Yeah. At fucking <laughs> the Continental or whatever. Yeah, you just go. It's... Coney Island High, not the Continental. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> well, so like, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like a Misfits type of reunion and it was like not Danzig it was what's his ass famous monsters Michael Graves it was like Michael Graves and this like version of I don't know if it was Black Flag what kind of version it was what was the other band I don't know it was some sure one of these it was a mashup of old men playing in bands that they weren't in anymore that was trying to be the band that made them famous right Marky Ramone was there um, playing in one of the bands, and I can't believe it's escaping me what exactly the show was, but it was at this place called Metropole, and it was in the Strip. And I'd been like, th- the new Misfits were just fucking killing me. Like, they sucked so bad. It was painful. I went into the girls' room and just sat there because I was like, I don't even, I'm embarrassed. This sucks. <laughs> and, like, the show, like, it hurt so bad. It was like school. I went and yeah. ran away from it. Oh, my God. There's a zombie at the drive-in. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. I was like, nah. And I went... So after the show was over, I went outside and like Marky Ramone was there and he was standing behind whatever tour bus he was in or whatever. And he was like distraught. And I like went up to introduce myself and I was like, hey, like, you know, I know who you are. I like love the Ramones or something that you say when you're like 14 and don't know what to say to this guy who's in the Ramones. And he was like, he just hugged me and started crying. He was like... He's like, I'm so glad you came to this tonight. Like, he's like, it's not like it used to be, but it's really important that you're here. And he, get, he just like was like on this emotional speech that didn't actually have anything to do with me. It right. Was like something. He was on his own thing. He was either like fucked up or or like emotional or just like the brutality of being like at this really sad money grab of a show. <laughs> yeah. You know, with these washed up, like ch- trying to like squeeze the last drop. Not even probably for, like, capitalist reasons. Like, we're fucking poor. And we got to do these renditions of our bands that, like... Right. We have to do this to, like, just make it now. Yeah, this is our only... And we have no skills because we just spent our time when we would have been learning how to do stuff being in the Misfits or whatever. Yeah. And he just, like, went on this strange emotional tirade to me. And was, like, crying on my shoulder. And Nathan was there. And I think he, like, came out of the show or whatever and was, like... Not, like, interrupted us in a weird way, but was like, hey, hi, or something. And then, like, Marky, like, pulled it together and, like, left. Yeah. It was, like, very strange. And I'll never forget it. It was one of the weirdest, like, I wish I had the clarity, you know, to have remembered that the right way. Yeah. Because, like, you just don't, like, now I kind of can, like, figure out when things are more significant. Whenever I was younger, 
just things were just happening to you. So I didn't take time yeah. to completely note this. Yeah, for sure. Like, and so I kind of, I like really wish I had like chilled and absorbed exactly what was happening to like get the gist of it more. But that's my Marky Ramon wow. moment. He like, yeah, I don't know. He was having like an emotional meltdown. Wow. I remember he had like. I can't imagine what I would what it would do to me if I saw Marky Ramon cry. <laughs> it was crazy. But that's what like people do with me anyways. Sure. It was like a strange natural. I was like, yeah, of course this man needs someone to cry to and it's me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's so grim. Yeah, but oh, it's true. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, that is fuck. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm the rock. It's cool. <laughs> like, it's like oh. a kid. Like he just knew he could blast yeah, everything shit. out. He could just um, empty out emotionally on me and then... Oh, <laughs> just get back on his bus and get drive away. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, but it's cool. I'm, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm right with it. Um, this makes me think of two things I want to share with you that are brief and then I want to keep talking about you. Okay. Um, one, I had a friend. I have a friend who either used to or currently teaches Jerry only kids. At elementary, probably elementary, they probably don't are too old anymore. Anyway, yeah. at one point he was the, the music teacher, the elementary school music teacher of Jerry Only's kids. Wow. Who I and Jerry Only identified him on a tour of the school as a punk, and would just like haul him out of class to like give him new misfits stuff all the time. Oh my lord! And then uh, punishing. And then regifted him for Christmas. A guitar signed by Olive Green Day. What? Which I feel like he regifted it. Regifting a. An autographed thing. It said like to Jerry on it. You know, like my friend's name is not Jerry. Jerry, no way like, to Jerry. There was no way that he could be like, "Hey, I got this guitar signed by Green Day for you." He was just like, "Here, do you want this guitar signed by Green Day or whatever?" And like just gave it to my friend, who just like played a bunch of shows with it, and all the signatures wore off. Fuck. Um, and then B, which of course that's punk. Yeah, for that's sure. what you do. But yeah. fuck. Um, <laughs> also, B, when I was. The only Ramon I've ever met was Joey Ramon when I was like, one of the first shows I ever went to, the first show I ever, ever, ever went to was the Ramon's final tour. One of the first shows I went to when I like started going to shows regularly was Joey Ramon and Ronnie Spector singing Christmas songs. Wow. And it was so weird. I'm sure. Like there was this um, ska band called The Independents that looked like The Misfits that was opening they had like pyrotechnics oh, and they gosh. played just like straight up third wave ska oh, but they looked like the singer was like a diesel dude with corpse paint wearing like a wolf's fur some jerry only shit yeah <laughs> psycho but like why are you a ska band and you look like that it's nuts anyway totally bananas moment me and my best friend juan um had just gotten leather jackets yes and we were like really stoked to be like 15 yeah. and punk and have our first ever leather jackets and we were at this thing that Joe Ramon was at and he came walking down off the side of the stage to go to the bar and get yeah. something to drink and we did the Wayne's World we're not worthy like from full Alice on Cooper. like you yeah did, like yes. full on we just yes. like <laughs> dropped down on the floor and started going we're not worthy and he he like did he knelt- even know what it was from I don't know okay. I don't think so but I don't think he's ever seen ah, he knows yeah. man but um, he knelt down on the floor and like lifted us both up and was like, I can't do a Joey voice. I never have been able to and I never will. But he was basically just like, uh, 
don't ever bow down to nobody not never not now not never <laughs> and, and we were and then he just walked away like he didn't want to engage with us or like get to know us or talk to us he was just like what a trip yeah he saw us genuflecting and was like Fuck this is no. unacceptable don't do this damn like i don't deserve this no one deserves this don't bow and then wow. uh yeah and then just kept kept on moseying whoa and then played a bunch of Christmas songs with fucking Ronnie Spector. From the <laughs> I love that. Ronettes. It was thinking back that I went to that show and didn't appreciate what it was I was seeing because I had no idea what the Ronettes were. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you think you don't yeah. know. I had no fucking clue. Right. Um, and now I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Of course, like, you want to absorb that. But when you're a kid, that's when you get gifted those strange things. Yeah, for when sure. you can't quite appreciate exactly what we're seeing. That's fucking crazy that he was like no not now not ever <laughs> yeah not i i remember very distinctly he said not now not never not never <laughs> <laughs> because i because i was just like whoa yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck see i would totally shit to see like joey or dd or you know what i yeah. mean like even marky i was going to try to talk to him but i was like then I was like, ah. yeah, I was like, yeah, Marky Ramon. And then I was like, oh, too God. tough to live. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh. too tough to die. I, I, yeah, I'm like, too sad to too amped to, to, to get on the van without crying on this teenage chick's shoulder. But well, I had, dude, I had a Jerry only thing. It oh, was a boy. strange one. But like, my one of my best friends in high school, he was like a straight edge, hardcore dude, and he would take us to like, um, uh, what's it called, Hellfest? It was in Syracuse. Yeah. And it was like the tough guy thing. Well, like the fucking misfits played it one year, and seems like an odd fit. Yeah, it was like misfits and Lamb of God or something. It was fucking whack. And uh, but I would go to anything. I didn't yeah. care. I just want to see anything, be anywhere. I'm like a dog that wants to go for a ride. You like that's go. yeah, it's sounds like great. What I'm like, and uh, Nathan and I were there, um, and we were like standing somewhere. And we didn't realize, like, we were right in front of Jerry only and his, like, big, fake-boobed, like, horror comics augmented, like, girlfriend. Or, or I don't know if they were together or what, but, like, sure they were together. And uh, we were, like, we turned around and we see him and we gave the look. Like, we were, like, oh, fuck, Jerry only. We were about to, like, kind of say what's up or whatever. And then he just looks at his, like, chick and goes... Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. They'll move. Like, we were blocking her view. <laughs> like, he, like, straight up dissed us. And we were, like, the all the other punks there. Everyone else is, like, hardcore dude or whatever. And he straight up dissed us. And we were, like, oh don't God. worry. They'll move. And we did. We were, like, <laughs> we, like yeah. we were, like, we don't want any of that. Getting away from you. He had, like, a really, like, a wristband, but, like, a, like, a, you know, an armband. But it was, like, way too tight. And it was, like, cutting off circulation into his giant muscles. He was huge. At least when we were teenagers, he was huge. Yeah. I don't know if he... You ever think about the similarities between him and Andrew Dice Clay? Oh, yeah, dude. I never did, but yes, I see where you're I haven't I until just now, but yeah. you did that voice, and yeah. then I was like, Dice Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't wow. Don't worry, he'll move. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and we were like, fuck, Jerry only just... Also, I don't know if that was the same one or a different one, but there was a Hellfest where we saw Anal Cunt, and... Um, Seth Putnam was ripping on Jamie Josta from Hatebreed, like on stage. And I think I could be remembering this wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is what it was. I think Jamie Josta had like a dead child 
at some point, like something happened. He like lost a kid or something. Oh, There's no. something really dark. And of course, yeah. he couldn't, Anal could not leave that untouched because they're right. just like ripping on everything. And so we're watching this and he's like just ruthlessly ripping on Jamie Josta and like de- did some low blows. And fucking Jamie gets up on stage and beats the shit out of Seth Bottom in front of all of Hellfest. And like it started a melee. And like I was like trying to get out of the room because it was getting really chaotic. And then this, for no reason at all, this giant Courage Crew guy like just like went like a Flintstone cartoon or something like took his arm and went like boom and bought me on the head like like a, like like, this. like like a the the curled part of the fingers down yeah, on top yeah, like, yeah, boom, like, like bopped you on the head he bopped me on the head and i was like <laughs> i like t- took this shot and i was like oh fuck like <laughs> it's not funny to get bopped on the no, head but it's, it's funny to get bopped it's on the funny head. about and, and like he was huge and he was like a couple people away but his arm yeah, was his that long bop. and um I just remember like getting the, and then we just like got the fuck out of there. But Jesus. it was this crazy, like, weird shit. Like, yeah, this yeah. is what we do on purpose. On purpose. Did you ever get just like, oh, yeah, totally I, shut down because you were too uh, mesmerized and overwhelmed? Yes, to the Mark from the mob who, like, yeah, for sure, you know, fuck the mob and like nicest person just mm-hmm. genuine amazing easy to talk to just like a be- beautiful human yeah fuck yeah i like didn't know how to begin or what to say yeah. or to anything um dick lucas from subhumans like bring they they have a lot to do with like my weird punk progression of my life because the first time i ever met them was with Corey from costa christ and osrot and like mm-hmm. a on his porch, subhumans were staying with him whenever I was 19 and I had just become friends with Corey and uh, all these other people and Corey invited me over to hang out. I was like, oh, come, you know, come over, hang out after the show, whatever. And I went and I was terrified even to go to that because these were like in your kid's brain, like out of your league friends that, right? you know. The fucking subhumans. Yeah. And so I get there and I like, met dick lucas and he's like also just so funny and so easy and just down to earth and like uh but also like a million miles an hour and such like a brain Mm -hmm. and at 19 i wasn't ready to like get hit with like the like oh shit you're exactly who you are all the time (laughs) yeah it never (laughs) it never turns off no this and and it i don't even know I have no idea what I said to him, and I did not say to him that I know every word you've ever written. Because right. I, I, I think I just sat there and was like, let him talk mm-hmm. to everybody and was just like around him. But I I remember just in my mind being like, don't, don't tell him that. Don't, <laughs> don't divulge your fandom. Just be cool. Just be cool. You're totally unfucking cool. Yeah. And sit still. There's been a few occasions in my life where I've been smart enough to be quiet. Like Just be quiet and, yeah. Not many, but I try to know when to like listen and absorb mm-hmm. and know when I'm out of my fucking league. Yeah. <laughs> and you just need to like learn and shut up and hear it. But yeah, I think like all the old pieces, any, any 
like band that wrote something that I thought was worth incorporating into my like, you know, I don't know how to put it, like personal, like code of loose code of ethics or whatever. Anyone that wrote something that really impacted me or made me think about something in a way I hadn't before. That was what was intimidating me. I never gave a fuck about fan shit. Like you're a big band. Like I didn't give a shit about, you know, how popular your band was. Mm -hmm. If I thought you were like intellectually like stimulating and like powerful, I respected you in like a, a crazy Yeah, for way. sure. That makes that's a lot what, of sense. That's what did it for me. Because like I didn't care. Like how, I met um, uh, fucking Henry Rollins and he'd been in everything to whatever. Yeah. And not to say like he has some kind of brain or whatever. You can say it. It's something. <laughs> Just say it. It's, like, it's fine. This is not a Rollins apologist zone. Thank you. You cool. don't need to. Yeah. Um, when I met him, he was completely gray. Like yeah. his eyes, his skin, his hair, his clothes, everything was the same color gray. And he chugged four Arizona iced teas, like big, huge ones. Like, 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 just like in front of me. Like, bro, like, like, and like nonstop, like he wasn't breathing. He was just chugging these huge teas. And then I don't even know what he Jesus. said to me. Cause my friend was like really into him. My friend Clint was like with me and he was like, freaking out and he was being like the fangirl of henry Rollins, and i was like i don't like it's cool it's like a nov it was like a novelty to meet him i'm sorry maybe that's like rude to think that way about a person but i did that's how i felt yeah you're allowed to feel that way about henry Rollins. (laughs) in in this in 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 my house in this house thank you um my and becca's house and gus and ruby and growler's house it is it is a space where we can um Disregard Henry Rollins. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh!